Welcome to Let Me Know How It Is, a pop culture podcast about animation, TV, movies, comics, and more. Ho, 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 or bah humbug. Either way, tis the season. So we're talking about more Christmas specials and TV episodes. I'm Clifton. I'm Frank Melman. And I'm Zach Slater. We covered this topic once before, way back in December of 2020, and we love Christmas so much here that we can't believe we haven't revisited it before now. But to refresh our regular listeners and to bring new listeners up to speed, Zach has a recap of that episode. Yeah, so so like Clifton said, so we did this um, back in December 23rd of 2020, uh, episode 53 called Deck the Halls with Christmas Specials. It was a good one. It was a good one. So, but... Um, I wanted to go over a little bit the episodes that we talked about there. So Tommy, I'll start with him. He had a uh, first episode of the Simpsons, Simpsons roasting on an open fire. He then switched to American dad for whom the sleigh bell tolls. And then King of the Hill, pretty, pretty dresses, which I just rewatched this one actually. <laughs> or, um, so he's on a big, like Fox primetime animation. <laughs> kick on that was, episode. Yeah. No, this <laughs> is right. a good one. Yeah. This was a good one, actually. The pretty, yeah. pretty dresses I liked a lot. Frank, you had Moonlighting. Oh, was shocker. the episode before Christmas. <laughs> shocker. Community, uh-huh. regional holiday music. It's a great one. And the Extras Christmas special. Oh, the mm. best. So good. So you can't then, use the Moonlighting episode again this Fair time. enough. I won't use that yeah. one. Sorry, Frank. All right. <laughs> uh, Clifton, you had Real Ghostbusters. Xmas marks the spot. Mm. and X-Men Evolution on Angel's Wings. Mm, that's a good one. Yeah, they are. Both of them really good, actually. And then I had uh, the Powerpuff Girls Christmas special, Twas the Fight Before before Christmas. All right. Mm-hmm. Family Matters, Christmas is Where the Heart Is, and Batman the Animated Series Holiday Nights. Okay. So we will not be covering those episodes in this episode. So if you mm-hmm. like to hear our takes on those, uh, go back and listen to that one, episode 53. So for now, we're going to bring you even more new picks for some favorite TV Christmas specials and episodes. So we're going to start it off. Our last new episode we did was actually covering Halloween specials. And in that one, we saved the big Megilla of Halloween specials for the very (laughs) end. Uh, We kind of withheld it. But I'm starting off this one with the big Megilla of Christmas specials, which is a Charlie Brown Christmas Mm -hmm. from 1965, which... I mean, it's an absolute classic. It's been you know, ever since it first premiered in 1965. Just it's it's one of the few like absolutely quintessential Christmas specials that everyone has to see <laughs> so many times, if not every year, like everyone's seen it a ton. But for many people, they got to see it every single year, you know, based on classic Charlie Brown, Peanuts characters. Uh, the special is actually written by Charles Schultz himself, directed by Bill Melendez, and uh, music by legendary composer Vince Guaraldi. Legendary soundtrack yep. in and of itself. Can't have the Charlie Brown dancing without the Vince Guaraldi <laughs> trio on music. <laughs> this one is available to watch on Apple Plus, like great pumpkin was at halloween time it's probably making the circuit around some other channels too but if you want to go watch it streaming that's where you can easily watch it streaming right now Mm. this one is pretty darn sacred like we're all big animation people here Mm -hmm. on the show and this one i know is loved even by people who i like don't like cartoons (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) you know it was the first uh of the peanuts specials great pumpkin was the second one so i mean Mm. they were they were hitting 
like home runs out of the park right out like in the first inning basically i mean there's there's a little bit of that comic strip feel where it's like little vignettes again that you get in a lot of the early peanut specials where you would kind of take things from the comic strip and like gags and, and put them together but this one like i mean it's just such a heartfelt story of uh charlie brown trying to find his place at christmas when nobody likes charlie brown like that's mm. the that's the thing is they all hate charlie brown <laughs> <laughs> and he just wants to belong and he just wants to have a happy christmas like there's the gag where he like thanks somebody for inviting him to the party sarcastically and they're like i didn't invite you <laughs> yeah like, they don't even feel bad about it he can't even make them feel bad about it mm. poor charlie brown that's the gag where he's on the the list of people not to invite and somehow no that was in the that's in the great pumpkin so oh, that's a recurring the great pumpkin. theme okay, sorry. yeah yeah no it's a recurring <laughs> theme <laughs> god they're so cruel to him no, no, this one might have not been the party. This one might have been the Christmas card. He might have thanked someone for sending him a Christmas card. They're like, I didn't send you anything. But yeah, the Charlie Brown Christmas tree, iconic. Yeah. Uh, where they still sell like that actual tree, like the plastic version of that ugly tree. And, yeah. and I have no idea how many people have that in their house every Christmas, but I'm sure it's a lot. <laughs> well, anytime you have a scrawny tree, it's a... It's yeah, I mean, yeah, tree. it's just become yeah. a pop, pop culture staple. It's just like a well, not just pop culture. Like everybody wants that lonely, scraggly tree because it's the mm-hmm. Charlie Brown Christmas tree, the last one on the lot. I was thinking about this one recently because, um, you know, we 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 have a radio station uh out where we live, uh, Washington D.C. area that plays like Christmas music like nonstop, right? And um, among them, it's not uncommon to hear like Vince Guaraldi stuff from Peanuts. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking about it uh, when it came on. I was just like, how P- putting myself in the mindset of like, he put, he made this when there was no peanuts theme. Right. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> like it was a blank slate when he got to do it. And I'm just thinking about like how, I don't know that there's anybody who nailed music better on any project than, than Vince Guaraldi did. Right. Uh, <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. And just to, like how it goes with the animation of that time, like that mm-hmm. kind of like mid sixties minimalist, like sketchy hand drawn, trying to capture the feel of, of the Charles Schultz, like drawn comic strip, like everything about it just works. Everything about it goes together so well, mm-hmm. like nicely painted backgrounds, like in, in, in the high definition one, you can kind of see like the sketch work, like the line work of the, of the animation almost it's kind of nice to see just like like it's kind of crude but it's also like so beautiful at the same time just yeah i love it yeah you can tell it's handmade that's yeah. that's really the cool part mm-hmm. and kids actually playing the characters yeah voicing the we, characters like we, young like yeah. actually getting young voice actors young which i think is a big part because today it would be adults talking high right yeah, <laughs> but, like you christine know? kavanaugh and, you yeah know. Yeah, it was definitely, it was a little experimental at the time, I'm sure, even then. So yeah, so that's the big iconic Christmas one, or at least one of the big iconic Christmas ones. And just wanted to get that covered uh, right out of the gate. So what are what are the big ones that jump out to you all? My, my list is, there's going to be some that don't surprise you. And I think I may have uh, one or two that come out of left field that maybe you guys don't expect. 
All right. So let I'll start with one of those. This is a new one. Uh, newest addition to my uh, favorite Christmas episodes list. And that is Teen Titans Go. Mm. It's titled okay. The Holiday Story from Season 7, Episode mm-hmm. 32. And uh, this is th- this is in in the realm of like all holiday specials are the same. Let's do something completely different. Okay. Now, I am not a religious watcher of this show, but I've seen here and there. So I guess Santa Claus is like a bad guy in this universe <laughs> or there's okay, a bad sure. guy named Santa Claus. Also, yeah. like, I don't know. I don't quite know what what's happening here. But this one opens up with Beast Boy and he's got like a bag full of presents and he like just finished up his shopping and he's like, he's like attacked by Santa. He's like, ah, Santa, like, (laughs) right. There's like a little fight with him. And, and then, um, after the fight, like Santa tells Beast Boy this sob story about how he's all alone on Christmas because he doesn't have any, all of his friends are gone and all this stuff. And he recounts a story in Cuba in 1953 where he was together with his friends, the holiday mob, (laughs) right? Which was led by new year's Eve, new year's baby. Right. It was like the baby from, from, um, right. Roger rabbit. Okay. And then there's like a Thanksgiving Turkey and Easter bunny over there. So, so, uh, Santa leads a, like, like a coup trying to take over the holiday mob in Cuba that year. And then he gets excommunicated from the mob and he's trying desperately to get back in there. So he enlists beast boy to help him (laughs) get back into the mob. Right. Okay. And then, so new year's baby is like, okay, Santa, like you can come back, but you know, for a test, we're going to send you, you got to visit some people that need some persuading. Oh dear. And so he goes to, uh, George Washington, what (laughs) right okay and he says and 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 there's a scene in which santa is shaking down george washington for the money that gets paid on president's day (laughs) right like Um, it's 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 a where's the money george washington cough it up give (laughs) it right okay you know and they visit like the groundhog from groundhog's day and uh (laughs) And all this other, and it's just like this weird, silly, whacked out crime spoof holiday, you know, uh, uh, that plays with tropes. And then there's the tropes on its side. I love this one. It's so stupid, but it's great. Okay. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I've not seen that one, but it does no. sound like a unique. <laughs> I don't know that uh, one at all. Yeah. Sounds like a unique Christmas episode. Yeah, it's maybe the most unique one I've ever seen. Like, I mean, it's just, it, it, like everything I just said, and it's 11 minutes. Mm-hmm. Right. Everything I said is in 11 minutes. And it's like, <laughs> and it's, and it's like, it's funny. It's, mm-hmm. it's like, <laughs> and surprising. And, and yeah, no, I can't say enough good. Like, it was the first one I, it was the one I led with. Like, I'm excited about this one. This is going to be a, a one I watch every year because it's, fun. oh, wow. What yeah. year did this? You said it was season seven. What year was season seven for Teen season Titans seven? Go? That's a good question. I actually don't know what season. Okay, I was on. just curious. Yeah, it's been going forever at this point. I think it's from last year. I think they're okay. in season eight now. Okay, so it is a brand new one or pretty new for the, the way phase yeah. things go. You got one you want to start off with, Frank? Sure, I've got one. Uh, this is a more recent episode. Um, 
holiday themed. It's it's um it's Christmas, I believe. Yeah, it's Christmas. That's why I said check it. I was one of those, <laughs> at the moment of like because it feels like it's a re- the reason why I say that because it's centered around a meal and for some reason my brain's like is it Thanksgiving? And no, it's Christmas. Uh, this is uh, from actually June twenty second of twenty twenty three. It's from the Bear. Okay, I've still not seen any of the Bear. Yeah, the Bear is phenomenal. I love okay. the Bear. Um, I spent a lot of my my career, if you want to call it. In restaurants, Uh, I worked a a ton of restaurants, Mm -hmm. um, both back of the house, front of the house, did all that stuff. Um, But this particular one is uh, every season so far, at least for the two seasons they've had, they give you an episode that kind of is a throwback that basically explains, like, gives a little more context to things that people talk about. A lot of the show is conversation. A lot of it is uh, frenetically paced because of the pacing of of working in a restaurant to begin with. Right. Um, This one in particular is called Fishes. And it's the sec- uh, sixth episode in season two. It's basically, um, you know, the main character who is, um, I'm, I'm blanking on his name. I don't know. Is it Jeremy Allen White? Yes, he's the main character. I just saw him in uh, in The Iron Claw. It was very good. Well, good. Yeah. Uh, but yes, uh, Carmi. Carmi is, is, the, is the executive chef uh, main character of the show. Uh, this is the Carmi Brazado. This is the Brazado's family. Uh, they've gathered for Christmas dinner. And it starts out as if you, you know, whether you're part of a large family where you have a lot of siblings or you have a lot of like cousins and you have that one member of the extended family or of your own family that everyone says, listen, so-and-so's, you know, at a nine about to go to a 10 and we have to make sure that no one sets him or her off. <laughs> um, that's basically what this episode is, 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 um, the, the, the Carmi and his, his brother and sister basically are, are saying, listen, we can't set off mom. Mom's like, mom's ready to go off. She's trying to get the dinner together for everybody. And, you know, there's cousins and, you know, boyfriends and <laughs> extended family and everyone's hungry and everyone's kind of sniping at one another. Some of it starts out kind of innocent and then starts to take a darker tone as, as sometimes family conversations will of just, you know, uh, old, uh, old wounds or old things that people bring up or stuff that people don't let off of. And this tension just builds and builds and builds over the course of an hour, an hour and like six or 10 minutes. I don't know how long it is, but it's a little over an hour, but it's great. Um, I will warn you if you come from a family of, of, you're not used to a family that, that communicates in yelling, you probably (laughs) won't like this episode. (laughs) <laughs> but if you're used to that sort of thing where, where people get upset, but you know, there's still some, you know, some semblance of <laughs> love and appreciation of each other. But a lot of it is also just the tension of the holiday. And then, like I said, just the powder keg, sometime of family stuff where you're just like, I just want to get through this holiday and enjoy myself. And then it's, you know, it's a question. I don't want to ruin it for anybody. It's a question of whether or not that actually happens. Okay. But it's shot. A lot of it is shot as, as, um, a lot of the, the, the action, a lot of it, it does take place around a dinner table and in the kitchen. And you can feel the, 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 the heat and the bubbling over of the meal, as well as the bubbling over of people's emotions. <laughs> um, it's got a ton of great uh, cameos in it. I don't want to ruin that for anybody. Uh, I just recommend The Bear. This episode in particular is really, really great. As holiday episodes go. It's not okay. necessarily a pick-me-up, but... <laughs> but holidays aren't always a pick-me-up. No, no, so, yeah. not always, so... <laughs> Yeah, I'm meaning to watch the show. I can't mm-hmm. wait to get to to that one in it now. Mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to that. 
Yeah, it's good. Yeah, it's good stuff. I've been I've I've been really behind on on watching it. I feel like I feel like I was like the first person to watch the trailer for the bear, and I told uh-huh. people about it. Who were like, no, I never heard of that. I didn't know what that. I don't know what that is. I don't know what that is. And like everybody's lapped me. <laughs> well, I mean, you know? I, had a lot of, I had a lot of my people, like my restaurant friends, were like, "No, no, you, you don't understand." And I'm like, "I, you know, you lived that sort of life for as long as I did. <laughs> I don't want to necessarily revisit it." But it, right. I mean, there are. I will say this: there are parts of it that are very, very realistic, and okay. then other parts I'm like, eh, not so much. But causing some flashbacks. Yeah, there's some stuff they just absolutely nail for sure. So, but yeah, this episode in particular, just you know, like I said, if you've ever had those the tense family holiday. You know, and you want to relive it. This one's for you. So <laughs> happy holidays, everybody. <laughs> that sounds fun, actually. I it's like good. It. Yeah. It's really well done. I am. I'm going to make up for our Halloween episode where I had no animation. <laughs> oh, mm. yeah, that's right. I forgot about that. By having a lot of animation on this one. All right. Not all, but uh, this one is very near and dear to my heart. Um have you guys seen Prep and Landing? Yeah, I've no. seen that okay. one. No, what is it? I don't know. What that okay, is. Prep and Landing is is um, it's a Disney special that came out in two thousand nine, and what it is, it's it's about the elves who work for Prep and Landing, which is kind of like uh uh, they're 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 the advanced team for Santa, so they go to <laughs> right. the house okay. before Santa goes, and they prep everything for him so he can get in and out quick. Gotcha. Yeah, right. And there's all kinds of like fun, like covert op uh, Christmassy joke stuff with, you know, call letters and call signs and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so um, so it came out 2009. It was a TV special. Um, and I think the hope was that they wanted these to be bigger because because the title sequence on there is Lanny and Wayne, the Christmas elves in prep and landing. And so I think they were hoping that the characters um, took off a little bit more. Right. Um, and for me, I don't know why they didn't cause it's great. But so the basic setup here is Wayne has been working for prep and landing forever. Um, he's, he's a veteran of it and he's ready to, um, so before promotion that he, he's ready to move on to a desk job, right? Mm. He's, you know, he's doing, he's doing the Murtaugh, like I'm getting too old for this. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. He's all so he's like the promotion's like all in the bag, and then it turns out his partner gets the promotion instead of him, and he's like, I don't understand. Like he's like, I trained him, like, like, mm-hmm. <laughs> like I should be just as qualified, right? So, um, he gets paired up with a new partner who's Lanny, and Lanny's you know full of excitement and gumption, and you know happy to be there, and and mm-hmm. you know so Wayne this particular Christmas is a little down in the dumps and just sort of like whatever, kid, you got it. We'll be fine. And, you know, not really showing them the ropes. And then in the process, um, you know, messes up Christmas for one of uh, one of the houses on their route. And he's trying desperately to to fix the problem. So mm-hmm. um, it's great. I love it. Like I said, this one came out in 2009. They did a short called Operation Christmas uh, Operation Secret Santa in 2010. And then they did another special called Prep and Landing Naughty versus Nice, which is Wayne and his brother Noel <laughs> who comes in to help out. And so so I think there was a little bit of traction here, and then like we haven't seen anything from it since the naughty versus nice one. Oh, um yeah. and I make no apologies for what's there. I mean, they're they are unapologetically great. They're really, really good. And they're all on Disney Plus right now if you want to check them out. Um 
because they're underrated, super underrated. I think I've seen both of them. I think I enjoy both of them. And yeah, I was expecting it to be like, you know, like an annual thing. Like they just keep making these things because they were really, really invested in them. Like yeah. they were really giving them a push. And then it just didn't happen anymore. But definitely yeah. check out the two that exist. Yeah. It just didn't get the return that they wanted, do you think? Or is it one of those things where they were, what do you think it was? I don't know. This this was CG animated. So it, it had, um, it had kind of like, like the Pixar, uh, uh, rub mm-hmm. on it, even though it wasn't necessarily Pixar, but this is when like John Lasseter, the, 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 the head honcho of Pixar at the time was also like brought in to, to run Disney animation too. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but yeah, I don't, I don't quite know what, what the issue here. I mean, my, my only expectation, my only thing is that maybe you just didn't pull in the ratings like they hoped. Right. Um, but I, th- but I think it's pretty clear they were hoping that they were going to have kind of like a, like another Charlie Brown Christmas on their uh, hands or, or as always could be the case with animation, the merchandising didn't pan out uh, the yeah. way they wanted. <laughs> Unfortunately, yeah, very true. that's how the business works a lot. Yeah. They didn't sell enough plushies. <laughs> Possibly. I don't know. It sounds about right. <laughs> so on my list, one that, uh, almost, just almost made my list is Bing Crosby's Merry Old Christmas from 1977, despite mm. the fact that I've only ever seen one scene from it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, that scene, of course, is Peace on Earth, Little Drummer Boy, featuring right. Bing Crosby and David Bowie. I heard that this morning. <laughs> oh, is that what that's from? Yes. yes. Yeah, okay. that's, from the, that's from an old <laughs> Bing Crosby Christmas special. Yes, the awkward, <laughs> oh, look who dropped by. Yeah, so yeah, like, it, it, like uh, I mean, like I'm a massive Bowie fan, massive. So I wanted to put it on the list, uh, but refrain due to not having seen the rest of that special. But that one scene is. Can I ask you a question? What? The peace on earth bit in the song. Yeah. Is David Bowie going rogue on that? No, I mean, it was a recorded track, so I think okay. it was a planned. It was a planned medley of sorts because they he, Bowie did release it as a B side on an album. Uh, okay. So I think it was a planned track. I'm sure, or I'm pretty sure it was a planned. Uh, planned medley and at that point i don't think Bing crosby would have been cool with him doing whatever he wanted to do i think he <laughs> right. would have been very strict about what they did no no that's what, that's what i mean though i mean I, I i it's been forever since i've seen it but i thought that Bing crosby made like a face it's sort of like uh, what are you doing like, <laughs> you're going you know? rogue yeah yep. no i i think it was probably planned as my guess uh but yeah like if you've seen the video like frank was saying it's got the the knock at the door with the surprise like <laughs> oh who could that be coming to my right. cozy fake right. fireplace tv studio home on a night like this oh my why it's david bowie right. <laughs> it's ziggy stardust what no <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's like the like uh chris martin on extras it's mental like, it's mental. mental. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. When the whistle blows, he just yeah. shows up out of nowhere. Yeah. Chris so Martin be in a, a warehouse in Wigan. <laughs> yeah, it's mental. Yeah, but yeah. So, so I didn't. This one did not make it on my list. Uh, but I am going with something else that has that same old nostalgic, awkward energy. Mm. And that is, of course, a very Murray Christmas from 2015, starring Bill Murray. Ah, yeah. Made for Netflix. Uh, have either of you seen that one? I haven't. I can't believe it's that old. <laughs> yeah, yeah it's, the same it is thing. that old now. I remember it came out and I'm like, I made a mental note to check it and watch it and then didn't get to it. Okay. I, I'm not sure if I can say it is good 
Okay. <laughs> but I am I am sure I can say it must be watched at least once just to experience it. So it it, it makes my list for that. I'm uh, like I enjoy it, but it is it is weird because it's it's just like that Bing Crosby, David Bowie awkward moment at the door, mm-hmm. but for a whole hour. <laughs> <laughs> it's just trying to like recreate that moment uh, from those old, those old timey specials. And it's got a guest list of, I mean, obviously stars, stars Bill Murray. The premise is that he's like snowed in at a hotel in New York. And other people just happen to be snowed in there too, <laughs> or like in the area. And it's got Paul Schaefer playing in the lounge at the hotel. Okay. okay. Michael Sarah, George Clooney's in a like dream sequence appearance <laughs> with Miley Cyrus. Yeah, I remember Miley Cyrus being listed. That was the one the only one for sure I remember. Yeah, uh, Chris Rock, Rashida Jones, Maya Rudolph, Jason Schwartzman. Oh man. I was gonna say Maya Rudolph as a joke. It's nope, like, yeah. like, Maya Rudolph, what are you doing here? <laughs> like, <laughs> that's funny. And Jenny Lewis of, of Rilo Kylie, who was also the uh, co-star with Fred Savage in The Wizard. Uh, wow. Everybody remembers The Wizard. Oh, of course. <laughs> uh, yeah, she's uh, she's in as well. And what will make some of this make sense is that it was directed by Sofia Coppola. Yeah, uh, okay. <laughs> if that helps explain some stuff. Okay. So written by, directed by Sofia Coppola, written by Sofia Coppola, Mitch Glazer, and Bill Murray stars Bill Murray, Paul Shaver, tons and tons of people all in that. Like, oh, now Chris Rock's here. Like Chris Rock <laughs> just walked in the hotel in this blizzard. Let's sing a song. They should have said it at Thirty Rock. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if the Netflix wanted to do any any. Uh, cross promotion cross promotion yeah no probably not but uh, <laughs> i mean it just not. like as you're explaining it like it smells of that yeah or like mm-hmm. a bunch of bunch of ex snl alum and, and will farrell right chris yep. Catan, what do you do <laughs> <laughs> oh and, and the bartender david johansson david johansson oh, wow. is the bartender who has another uh, christmas not tv special connection but christmas movie connection i was gonna as, say uh you want to go for it frank uh, is he the ghost of Christmas past? Uh, yes, in Scrooge. In Scrooge, yeah, with Bill Murray. So Bill I'm Murray brought him. I'm the ghost. In. That's <laughs> yeah. what I remember him saying. Yeah, so he's yes. the bartender in this Christmas special. Uh, it's nice to see him again. Yeah. 2015. Cool. 2015. So it's still on Netflix. So you can okay. watch it on Netflix uh, whenever you want. I recommend watching it at least once just to experience it. <laughs> Let me see here. I promised animation. <laughs> and so I'm going to go with you guys remember um have yourself a Morlock Christmas from X-Men the animated series? <laughs> no. Vaguely, yes. Okay. <laughs> Season 4, episode 17. All right. Again, I I I'm saying also like n- nothing on my list is is here ironically like it, like I genuinely all really like these. Mm-hmm. And I like sort of the the boldness to this episode now it's been a while since i've seen it i i will admit but i remember there's no action sequences in it for a saturday morning cartoon that's pretty darn bold i think right and the plot on this one centers around basically like you know it's jubilee wolverine storm they're out christmas they're doing like the rockefeller uh, center like like ice skating and stuff like that and then they get they get you know one of the morlocks comes out and says like we like we need your help and this is like when storm is still you know 
air quote, the leader of the Morlocks. Right. Okay. Right. And they go back and then they find that like that Leech is sick. Leech is like terminally sick and they got to figure out like some way to, to like get him better. And, uh, you know, you see where this is going that like, you know, they hook up Wolverine to, his, you know, his healing factor is going to basically, you know, like cure the disease for him and everything. So, you know, I hear you already. Leech is supposed to dampen the powers. <laughs> um, what I will say, I do think the show plays fair because to be perfectly honest, I, I don't know that Leech's mutant power is ever named in the show. Hmm. And and I mean the Morlocks popped up here and there, but they weren't in a ton of episodes. And Leech is in their first appearance, and I think it's just sort of played that I guess it's sort of like his appearance is his mutant power, right? Mm-hmm. Right. And so because there's there's no reference to 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 the fact that like he 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 nullifies muta- mutation in any way, and it's just sort of like a sweet cool episode of like you know like let's appreciate uh what we have while we have it you know does a good job with the with the like you can have christmas anywhere kind of trope that you see in you know in some of these specials from time to time Mm -hmm. yeah no i really like this one sounds cool it sounds familiar too but i don't i don't think i've seen it i think i remember seeing it and being surprised that yeah like x-men the animated series was doing a a christmas episode (laughs) With yeah. Morlocks. It's not normally the thing you would think to go to with that no. one. No. Not Christmas in the sewers unless it's the turtles doesn't really. Right. <laughs> not, not, not something you would really probably expect to see. And these, are, I imagine, are on Disney Plus as well now. Um, yeah, I think yeah. so. To check that one out. Yeah, I think so for sure. I, again, I haven't checked. I think I think they are on there and, you know, and it's getting ready to come back. I know. Right. You know mm-hmm. X-Men 97 is supposed to be, you know, um, in in. 24 sometime so yeah season four season four episode 17 if i didn't say that already maybe i did right. but yeah it's a good one okay so i have one all right that i was kind of surprised i didn't mention before knowing the stuff that i always mention and it's not moonlighting it's not moonlighting okay it's mm-hmm. not i thought about that but i'm like no i i would go with another favorite show of mine and it's wkrp in cincinnati of course yeah and then there were a couple of uh, uh of christmas episodes one was was Bah Humbug, which is pretty much a, a Christmas Carol rip. Mm-hmm. That's the name um, of it, or you're saying Bah Humbug? No, Bah Humbug <laughs> is the name of the episode. <laughs> but yeah, the, the, this particular one, uh, Mr. Carlson, uh, the big guy, has one of Johnny's uh, f- uh, funny brownies. Okay. <laughs> and ends up taking a nap in his office, and it, you're not really sure if it's a nap or, or if it's actually like happening to him. But it's basically, it's a Christmas Carol trope. Of he's he basically doesn't have the Christmas bonuses for everybody. He's kind of snarky and not normally his lovable dopey self. Um, in order to fit the Scrooge role, <laughs> and then um, you know he's visited by by three ghosts. He's visited by his grandfather who ran the station, and then tells him you know you're going to be visited by three ghosts, and it's Venus and Jennifer and and Johnny. Well, okay. I think it's Jennifer's the is the ghost of Christmas past, and then uh, Venus Venus Flytrap is the ghost of Christmas present. And then Johnny Fever, Doctor Johnny Fever, is the uh, the ghost of Christmas future, mm-hmm. right? And basically, it's it's you know it's a typical it's it's not my favorite K- uh, KRP Christmas. It's good, but it's not the one that I like. I think this one, you know, it's a trope, you know, using right. the Christmas Carol bit. Yeah. Um, the other one that I really do like, I think, is 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 the probably the better one, uh, is in season 
two, yeah, episode eleven is Jennifer's home for Christmas, and basically it's it's pretty much a. Um, it starts off with uh, Johnny Fever having to play like twelve hours of Christmas music, and he's okay. not not thrilled to have to listen to these syrupy sappy songs because he's not right. really about that. Uh, I do remember even as a kid, it's the first place I ever heard that Barking Dogs doing Jingle Bells. <laughs> like I think that might be the first place like it debuted. Like a lot of music debuted on KRP, and I think that's where it debuted was during okay. one of his one of his his, wow. his when he was on the air. Okay. Um, but it's great. You know, he's like, this is a song that subs up Christmas for me. And then he plays the, or, 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 you know, and then, <laughs> which is awesome. What I love about the episode is when you get a really good ensemble cast and they, and they're in there in a, in a sitcom, you know, someone in, in drama too, but just the idea of the chosen family over your actual family. And Jennifer's excited to have um, the Christmas party with everybody, but everybody's kind of like, ah, eh, Christmas sucks. I've got so much, you know, so much nonsense going on. Like Herb is having, He's like, there's all these people in my house. <laughs> He's like, I showered with a bald man this morning. This is not how I wanted to spend the week before Christmas. <laughs> and Bailey's upset because she has to fly to Chicago. And then, you know, airports are a nightmare during the holidays. And, right. Um, but basically, Venus realizes that, you know, and the other thing is, it's, all, it's also got the thing of like, well, surely Jennifer's got plans, right? I mean, Jennifer's a knockout and she's, you know, she's super smart and she's got all these, you know, rich friends and stuff. So surely she has plans. And it turns out she doesn't really have anybody for Christmas because she was hoping to have the nice Christmas party, but everybody's sort of like, you know, not in the mood for Christmas stuff. And then by the end of the episode, everyone sort of, you know, Mad Dash pulls it together and realizes they, they have the, the nice um, chosen family Christmas with Jennifer in her, her apartment. Okay. And that one's, I think, is I, you know, I don't know, like, don't, not that I don't like the other one, but I think this one's the better one, and I think it's, it definitely right. demonstrates what that you know the show's about is the fact that they pull together even though they're a bunch of you know misfits most of the time. So, how many Christmas episodes do they have? Um, I think they have maybe one more. I'd have to look that up because I don't know for sure. Those are two that I could remember when I was thinking about Christmas. Did they only stuff. go three seasons. They're four. Four seasons. Okay. Wow. Still yeah. three, three and four seasons. That's, that's a lot. I think now I could be wrong. I could be remembering okay. like parts of two put together, but like the other, the, the, the Jennifer's home for Christmas, I thought was another episode. So I started looking at the details I'm like, Oh yeah, that's from, that's right. Now I remember it. Okay. Cause I thought it was another one where she actually moves from her apartment to a house. That's a really great episode, but that's not a Christmas episode. So, but I highly recommend, you know, both are great. KRP is great. Um, it's not really streaming anywhere. Um, you can find it like YouTube in various places. If you do a search, people have been, you know, good or badly, you know, shame on them or not shame on them putting episodes on the internet. But like a lot of shows, um, because of the music, it's hard to um, get it yeah. the way it aired. Now there's a lot of DVD. There's a couple of DVD sets of it. Um, one has like the music dubbed out, you know, just generic rock. And then other ones have a lot of the actual songs. I guess we should say too, because when, when we did, our first episode back in 2020 and you had moonlighting on there. Moonlighting wasn't available anywhere. Moonlighting no. just became available on right. streaming recently. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Believe it or not, which is, which is where, <laughs> uh, Hulu, right. Of all places. Hulu, okay. Yeah. It's on moonlighting's on Hulu. That was a big life event for Frank. It was, it was, I was, <laughs> I was busy for a couple of days of, you know. Yeah, I was going to ask how many times you've watched it through um, uh, since, since we went to Hulu. Not all the way through, but I'm, I'm good way through my rewatch. I'll put it that way. Okay, nice. <laughs> I, need to, I need to start my rewatch. I need yeah, to start. Yeah, me too. It holds up. A lot of it holds up. So. All right. 
Yeah, for the WKRP one, that sounds like the the second one you described. Like, yeah, it sounds like it captures the spirit of the show without being like the oh, it's all just a dream, right? Which is really nice that they can work Christmas into like the 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 spirit of the characters, like the actual spirit of the characters mm-hmm. in the show. That sounds really interesting. Yeah, it's a good one. And I've watched like my parents grew up in Cincinnati. That's where my family, a lot, most of my family's from. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, like I, I grew up on WKRP, but I don't remember these episodes. It's been a while since I've been able to see it just because, yeah, it's not available in mm-hmm. many places to see. The Thanksgiving one pops up on like MeTV every year. Sure. Yeah. Another classic for that holiday. But right. yeah, I need to watch more of this one too. Mm-hmm. So as I said, I'm a big Christmas episode fan and i think part of the reason for that is also that like i like i like the hokey ones too Mm -hmm. you know what i mean like like i'm not um i know that a lot of people when they set out to make one like i was talking with the teen titans like they try and do they're motivated by really like like what can we do that hasn't been done before what can we do that's sort of like we don't want to do this is sugary sweet stuff but i like that stuff genuinely right so the earnest ones yeah, yeah. So, so that's why I also like I I dig a lot of the TGIF ones. Yeah, you know. And I had um, I had Family Matters last year, but and, and or last time, and that and that that one was my my top Christmas episode that Family Matters did. Uh, but they did a bunch of them too. And so I'm I'm gonna throw two more out there. So one is called "It's Beginning to Look a Lot Like Urkel" from season four, <laughs> okay. episode ten, and this is uh. This is like the it's a wonderful life style episode. So, so, you know, Steve is clumsy, breaks a present that Laura was, you know, buying for her mom. It was something crystal and glass. Uh, This happened in virtually every single Family Matters Uh, (laughs) Christmas episode. And she gets mad at him and yells, uh, yada, yada, yada. And then uh, Laura's guardian angel pops up, played by Clifton. You'll recognize him. T.K. Carter. Okay, from Good Morning, Miss Bliss. Yep, Milo from Milo. Good Morning, Miss Bliss, <laughs> Saved by the Bell. Everybody loves Milo. All right. So, you know, he shows up in, in you know, in, in the trench coat, and he doesn't have his wings, and if he does good on this, he's going to get his wings. I mean, it's 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 a wonderful life, top to bottom. Right. But So the hook of this episode, though, is he puts her in a situation where he's like, how do you think Steve feels? And the hook of this sequence is then you you see the Winslow family as if Steve was a Winslow. So there's Steve Winslow. And it's like one of the first indications of like, of Jaleel white, not playing nerdy Steve. Okay. Right. Before like Stefan or or Kel was a thing. (laughs) And then you have Laura coming in doing the Steve Urkel shtick. (laughs) Right. And it's really funny. And like, you know, it's, it's, it's really cool to see the sort of the, the role reversal of like, she's in love with him and he's like, you know, get lost, Laura. You know <laughs> that sort of stuff, and she's clumsy and she breaks stuff, and um, so that's that's the fun bit about that one, which you know I'm surprised that like you know we we got this many in, and and this is the first like it's a wonderful life reference, yeah, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and then the one and the, the other one that I like a lot, I don't know why, admittedly this one's a little is is weird, uh, for Family Matters this is this is especially this is even this is weird. And it's called It Came Upon a Midnight Clear from season eight. Okay. And so um, this was when after Steve cloned himself. And so you had Steve Urkel and Stefan Urkel 
walking around together <laughs> at the okay. same time. So he was in dual role at this point. At this point. So oh, there's wow. a Stefan subplot that, you know, is it's all right. You can ignore it. But the hook <laughs> of this one is is um, Steve and Carl go out to the woods to chop down the Christmas tree and it starts to snow and they get lost. And it's like one of those like, are we going to are we going to make it home? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and. You know, I realize that's a Christmas trope, like get home for Christmas, but mm-hmm. It's really not so much that as much as it is like we might die in the woods. <laughs> right. <laughs> and I don't know why I like this one, but I do. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> you know? It's one of the many times the Winslow family learns, Steve, you're annoying, but I'm sorry. Let's make right. up and and you know, you mean a lot to me, which which was, was a learned moment in in literally every episode. <laughs> um, <laughs> Lesson didn't stick. Yeah. But no, they're fun. They're fun. Yeah. yeah. So I'm going back to the 90s as well for my next one. And this one is Mr. Willoughby's Christmas Tree from mm. 1995, which uh, just a little summary is a single Christmas tree becomes the source of cheer for the people and animals living around Mr. Willoughby's estate based on the children's book of the same name. And I had completely forgotten about this one. Um, but there was a social media account uh, on Instagram and I believe also on threads called Muppet History. <laughs> and they recently brought attention to this forgotten one again. Uh, they posted about it just, I think, a few weeks ago. And you can find it on YouTube. That's pretty much the only place you can find it. But you can find the whole special on YouTube. It ran in 1995. It's a, a Jim Henson production. And it stars a younger Robert Downey Jr., Hmm. playing Mr. Willoughby and a perpetually older Leslie Nielsen (laughs) (laughs) who is playing his butler and I guess like a regular middle-aged Stocker Channing as the maid uh, is the is the live action cast in this Muppet puppet uh, presentation you can't do Christmas without the Muppets to me because if we were doing movie ones like Muppet Christmas Carol but so for TV specials, I'll go with a Muppet one as well, which is this one. Hmm. And it's just a cute, you know, Muppet puppet <laughs> earnest Christmas adventure about these mice trying to find a Christmas tree and end up going for a ride because like the humans cut down the tree that they were trying to cut the top off of. And then it's too big for the Mr. Willoughby's estate. So they cut the top off, but it's still too big for the mice. And it just keeps working its way through different places where everyone cuts the top off until they get a tree. That's right for them. That's <laughs> the right size for them. But no, it's just, it was funny to go back and see Robert Downey Jr. From that point in time, mm-hmm. when he was in the indie movie phase of his career, not long after that, or right around that time. Okay. Just to be doing a Jim Henson like Christmas special with Leslie Nielsen and Stockard Channing. It's worth checking out. That's so crazy. Uh, directed by John Stone, written by the book that the story's based on was written by Robert Barry, the children's book, and screenplay by Mitchell Kriegman. So, yeah, it was pretty much forgotten until Muppet History, uh, the right. Instagram threads account, shines some light on it again. Man, I wish Leslie Nielsen was in the MCU. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's great. Yeah. Yeah. And always seemed old to me, no matter what I saw. No, like, yeah. It's the hair. Like he was never young. Yeah. Right. He was never young. Yeah. 
<laughs> um, except in uh, Forbidden Planet. Where, right. where Is he actually young? He didn't have white hair yet yeah, then? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Or maybe he did and they dyed it then. I have no idea. Like, <laughs> right. you know, I wish I could talk more about this. I've, I I never even heard of this one. That's why I'm kind of yeah. like blown. Like I, it's hard for me to imagine Robert Downey and Leslie Nielsen occupying the same Hollywood, yet alone the same, <laughs> the like, same Muppet, the movie? same project. Right. Yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, it's it's fun. It's worth seeing. And then I do have another like Muppet follow up, which is. Emmett Otter's Jug Band Christmas. That's a good one. Uh, from 1977, uh, which again, if you just want some like really earnest Jim Henson heart, uh, mm-hmm. Jerry Jewell, I think was uh, the one of the main forces in this one. Jerry Jewell being Jim Henson's, uh, one of Jim Henson's creative partners, along with Frank Oz and others in the creation of Muppets and in all the early Muppet stuff. I think he was the big hand in Emmett Otter's Jug Band Christmas, but it's just, it's just so sweet. It's got a bit of like, uh, you know, what's the, the O Henry, the gift of the Magi, like mm-hmm. just a little bit of gift mm-hmm. of the Magi with this Otter and his mother, just trying to, to care for each other in this like kind of country bearish world. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, it's really cute too. And that one I think is also on YouTube and I'm not sure where else. <laughs> <laughs> which I feel like that one should be easier to find because it should be on Disney plus, but it's not, it's not. I yeah. looked, yeah, I was trying to watch it there. So somehow it's not there, but it is a really good earnest heartfelt one. What's really cool music, like really yeah. cool, cool, like bluegrassy, like soundtrack to it. Nice. Yeah. So those are my Jim Henson picks from, from days gone by. Yep. I remember being excited because it used to be on, they used to run it on, I think, HBO. It was one of the places you could see Oh, that it. sounds right. Because they had Fraggles. So they did do stuff with Jim oh, Henson. Yeah. 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 You guys ever see Night of the Meek, the Twilight yeah. Zone episode? Uh, no, not that I remember. memory. Okay. Season two, episode 11. You know, I mean, they're going to do the marathon on Sci Fi Channel pretty soon. Sure. Um, so, no, it's a good one. Um, Rod Serling, ri- written by Rod Serling, obviously, but, you know, um, you know, you never know. He didn't write all of them. Most right. of them. Uh, directed by Jack Smite. So this was um, the star of this one's Art Carney. Okay. And he plays a department store Santa who's a drunk. Okay. Right. But um, like he's ashamed of it. Right. You know what I mean? And and um, it's one of those where where he goes to a bar on, on his break. He comes back and, and he meets a, you know, there's a 50s kid who's a bit of a brat you know sits on his lap and you know like mom this santa's loaded which is hilarious <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know uh right. and it's like you should be ashamed of yourself he's like i am ashamed and then you get into like this kind of like the sob story where like he gets really sad this time of year because it's basically like people like it's like christmas you're focusing on the wrong thing right mm-hmm. so he wa- he stumbles outside he gets fired and he gets yelled at by by his boss and stuff and he stumbles outside into the snow and Walks into an alley and then this cat knocks over some garbage cans and stuff and this bag falls out and a bunch of old cans come come out of this sack. And then you hear jingle bells and then he turns back over and he looks at it. And now in Twilight Zone fashion, the cans have all become like gifts. Okay. He's like, what? He's like, what's going on? So, you know, he picks up all the gifts and, and you know, he walks out and, he, and then uh, he's excited and he's he's doing the George Bailey like Merry Christmas, everybody. So he goes to like a halfway house where they're doing like a church service over there. And you find out that basically he just starts asking people like, what do you want for Christmas? What do you want for Christmas? And then you find that the bag 
can produce whatever somebody asks for for Christmas. And so okay. he's like, and he's like, I don't, I can't explain it. I don't know what's going on. I just know that every time somebody asks for something, this it's in this bag. Right. And he's like, so I can't explain it. I don't know what's going on, but for as long as this bag is doing this, I'm doing this. Mm-hmm. And he's just like running around. He's going to like all the, you know, going to like all the poor people in town and stuff and helping them out and everything. And then of course, uh, the police start to get involved because his boss thinks that like he's giving stuff stolen from the store. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's, it's very much like the Santa Claus before, mm-hmm. <laughs> like 50 years before the Santa Claus. <laughs> right. But it's again, like another, like, like sweet, like, uh, you know, Christmas is for everybody, mm-hmm. you know, kind of thing. Let's, let's, you know, uh, let's remember to give, let's remember to help the, you know, our, our neighbors, all of that. And like, and it's, you know, it's got all that wrapped up into this and, and it's got Art Carney playing a drunk Santa, which is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> right? Sure. You guys never seen that one? I don't think that so. That does not sound familiar. Okay. Sounds cool. The marathon's coming up on New Year's Day, right? Yeah, New Year's Eve, New Year's Day. Yeah. Okay. Sounds like a good one. Love it. No, it's a good one. It's a really good one. I could go all night, guys. I could do this all night. <laughs> um, <laughs> I've got one. That okay. we did, we didn't. I think we talked about it in the end of like, oh, I can't believe we didn't get to it, and I didn't want to miss it this time. And that's the the, the Just League episode, Comfort and Joy. Mm. Everyone remember that one? I do not remember this one. Oh, I remember this one. It's one of the few. It, it might be the only one that's like a half hour because the, the original Justice League was like two parters, so you could have a good cliffhanger, um, between episode one and two. I think this is the only one. Correct me if I'm wrong, Zach. Is that? Do you remember any of the other ones being just a half hour? No, no, you're right. This is so, so Justice League was mm-hmm. all two parters or three parters. You're right. This mm-hmm. is the only half hour in season two. That's right. There and were some then, three parters too. Right. Right. And then, and then, so not to be confused, when it became Justice League Unlimited right. was when it became the half hour show, when it had, you know, a loose rebrand, but continuity all stayed the same. Right. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, this one's written by Paul Dini, uh, directed by Butch, uh, was it Lukic? Yeah, from from December seventh, December thirteenth, two thousand three. That's how long ago this was. Hard to believe, um, but yeah, it follows it follows various members of the Justice League of the original seven for that uh, the, the animated stuff. Um, basically getting together for different things. Well, I said the Flash part. The Flash one is 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 standalone, but he teams up with somebody else. Not not one of the characters from Justice League. But there's a, a Green Lantern Hawk Girl bit where. Um, John Stewart is trying to show Shaira Christmas and snow. Um, and then they end up going to a bar to have a drink. And then it turns into a, a raucous bar fight. Yeah. An alien bar. <laughs> an alien bar. That's yeah. right. An alien <laughs> bar. Uh, and it turns into a big uh, bar fight that she, that's kind of like her way of celebrating. Uh, and then there's the Flash one, which is, was it the, he's after the, the rubber ducky. Uh, yeah, he's he's after the hot toy of the season. So he goes to like um he, oh, yeah. goes, he goes to like an orphanage or, or like a children's hospital or something right. and that's the toy that they all want and they're, and they're, it's sold out everywhere. Right. So the the Scarlet Speedster goes on the hunt for this. <laughs> yeah, I think he goes all the way to Japan, right? Yeah. Then he goes he goes all the way, he gets the last one. Uh Ultra Humanite, he gets into a fight with on the way back, he gets destroyed. The duck gets destroyed. Um Ultra Humanite is 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 touched by the fact that he's upset over it 
and offers to fix it, right? They kind of have a truce. Yeah. And yeah, then, Christmas um, truce. And then you find out that the Ultra Humanite has uh, changed, <laughs> modified the toy. Yeah. <laughs> Not nefariously, but just kind of to be funny. Okay. Yeah. To recite Shakespeare or something. It, like, he, he, he cultures it up a little bit. Something like yeah. that. I can't remember for sure. But the the, the my favorite thing about it is is the, the my favorite part of it. I really mean, I like the two those two pieces, but um the one I really like is is uh John Jones going to Smallville with Clark for Christmas. Yeah. Mm. Um you know, he's not quite comfortable still. He's kind of, you know, a little standoffish. But um yeah, he gets to see Christmas through their eyes. Has a great bit of of Mom and Pa Kent having to say that they had to they had to wrap uh, Clark's gifts in in lead foil because <laughs> yeah. he liked it. He liked to peek, which yeah. I thought was a great bit. Um, but no, like there's a bit with it, like a girl that that is you know is questioning the existence of Santa Claus, and John um kind of plays a uh, goes you know kind of I think if you remember correctly goes to the the wall or whatever and, and pretends like he's up on the roof. Does sound familiar? Yeah, and and. She's left the cookies out for Santa. Mm-hmm. And yeah. he, he reaches his hand through the chimney and pulls and pulls the cookies and, you know, eats eats some so the crumbs are left over so she thinks it's Santa. Right. And it's it's the first time cuz we all know Martian Manhunter loves Oreos. It's the first time yes. that that that's shown, that's depicted in the series. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's a lot of really good stuff in that. I'm with you. I think that Superman Martian Manhunter uh segment chapter is the best mm, yeah i think it's also the first time we see clark right it's the first time we see superman not in the in the uniform and we see him like in the glasses and stuff back home and there is a bit of 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 clark letting his hair down and 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 like john like like clark i've never seen you like this like this is you know right. and, and you get to see that he's just sort of like a big kid about christmas right um, yeah, I think we see him like in Smallville in the Doctor Destiny episode, but we don't see him out of the costume. I think you're right. right. Yeah, no, it's a really good one. Like his parents have a gift for for him, and, mm-hmm. and you know, it's yeah, it's no, it's terrific. Dini is really good at this sort of stuff. Mm. I think you know he he does a lot of he does a lot of like these three plot stories and a lot of things that he that he's written. Mm-hmm. Holiday Nights is sort of like. You know, like all the segments are, are like beginning 10, right? Beginning, middle mm-hmm. and end segment one, segment two, beginning, middle end, right? This yeah. one, it's sort of like it jumps around a lot, but he, he does this format in a lot of things. Like I'm thinking like almost got him and yeah. um, w- was sort of this format loosely. There's a Brave and the Bold episode he did called Bold Beginnings. that was sort of like this format. He's, he's really excels in this kind of thing. And he's good. He's good with holidays. Yeah. I think, you know. Yeah, he's got a knack for getting in there and getting exactly, you know, it's not schmaltzy. It, yeah. It's just, it's just really nice bits. That's why I like, that's why when we were, when we were talking about um, the last episode we did about this, I was like, oh yeah, that's right. Didn't get yeah. to that one. And that's a great one. So yeah, it's got a little bit of everything too. It's got, it's yeah. got like the tenders one. It's got sort of, you know, the, the funny flash bit and it's got, you know, the action side of things with, with Justin mm-hmm. and Hawkgirl. Uh, right. Getting smashed at a <laughs> mm-hmm. at an alien bar and fighting. Yeah, an alien dive bar and getting in a bar fight. <laughs> yeah, yep. <laughs> Good stuff. Yeah. All right, Zach. Do you have any like quick hits you want to give us, or you want to save some stuff for the next oh round God. of this? Whenever we come back to this, 
I man, I got so many I left on the on the table, which I can preview. <laughs> I can preview. There's a full house episode I didn't get to. Okay. Uh there's another Batman animated series. There's a Batman Brave and the Bold Christmas that we didn't get to. I I will leave uh, on this one. This this is a new one. This is the one that just okay. came out. All right. And and I'll leave on the uh, on 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 this one. So this is called The Shepherd. Um it's on Disney Plus, just came out like a couple weeks ago. Uh it's it's a short film, so it's only like 40 minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. it's written by Ian softly written and directed by Ian softly based on the shepherd by Frederick, uh, Forrest mm. and, um, stars. I got to look up the guy's name. I don't, I think, I think Ben Radcliffe, um, not related to Harry Potter. I, I checked, uh, <laughs> and John Travolta. And, okay. this, and this is like, I mean, it's clearly like a Christmas thing, but it's also like there's not lights everywhere. And so the idea is in this one, it's it's um, follows a, a I don't know. What, I don't know what they call it. Excuse me. The, it's um, it's the British Air Force, right? Uh, the, and, the RAF. Yeah. And so it opens in that and there's like a softball fight. Uh, not a there's a snowball fight going on outside. Um, <laughs> which, softball which, fight. <laughs> yeah, that no, sounds kind of cool. That's painful. Um, yeah, right. <laughs> sn- snowball fight going on outside, yeah. which which kind of sets the the sort of like you know things are slow. You know we're we're letting our hair down. Things you know you can have fun and it's it's important for one reason, but it you know it sets up a little bit like the tone. And our hero is on the phone with his mom and his sister. Cause his leave was, um, was, um, not approved. So he's mm. not going to be home for Christmas. And then, so he's later on, like, uh, in, like in his locker changing. And then the guy walks in with his arm in a sling. He's like, what happened to you? He's like, he's like, you're not going to be like, he's like, I got hurt in the snowball fight. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. So he can't fly home. He was granted leave and he can't fly home. And so the guy, our hero jumps on, and he's like, well, since nobody's going, am I okay to go ahead and fly basically across the North Sea so I can go home for Christmas? And it's granted, it's a clear night, everything's shutting down, he's going to have the skies all to himself, nothing else is going on. And so he flies out, and he's out over the North Sea, and all of his instruments in the plane start, you know, his compass is like, woo, he's having like all kinds of electrical failure, and he starts losing fuel. And he's just trying to get hold of anybody that can listen to him that you know help him because he's flying blind and it turns out what was supposed to be a clear night that there's actually a fog rolling in so he can't even Mm. see where he's going visually anymore right and he's out there he thinks he's gonna die and then there's another plane that is uh piloted by john travolta uh that's out there and helps him out and i don't want to say too much more but it's uh, it is Christmas related because there's a lot of like Merry Christmas and a lot of like got to get home for Christmas, you know, that kind of stuff. Right. But it's really good. It's really good. It's okay. on Disney Plus right now. Like I said, just came out. All right. Looks beautiful. You know, they spent some money on it. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. It's a good new one that probably a lot of people haven't seen yet. So, yeah, that's a nice one to add to the list. So that's all our that's our second wave so far. Uh to close out before we go, I was going to just open up the chance to bring up some non-Christmas holiday themed episodes or specials for this time of year. So anything, any specials episodes for holidays around this time of year that aren't Christmas or at least not specifically on Christmas Day episodes. 
You got any, uh, Zach? Yeah, I do. Um, God, uh, we got to do this again because there's a mad about you. I like my favorite mad about you. We didn't get, but (laughs) next year, next year, but I'll do mad about you for this. So mad about you did a new year's episode in season four, uh, called new year's Eve. And, um, season four, I think is when the show for me started to go downhill, but this is above and beyond. I think the best episode of that, of that show. And so Paul, who's a documentary filmmaker is, is doing a documentary on the guys that dropped the ball on new year's Eve. Okay. And so he's going to be working and he's for the first time in their relationship, they're not going to spend new year's Eve together. And basically he has a moment where he's like, this is, they both have a moment. Like this is ridiculous. Like I I, I want to be with my wife. I want to be with my husband. And, and when the ball drops, cause I want to give her a kiss you know, when the ball drops. And as, as he's directing the guys that are, are doing the ball for the sake of a, of what makes a better shot, he's going, can you go this way, go this way, go that way. Right. And he tangles up the ropes that they're using on the pulley system and the ball gets stuck. <laughs> right. And so you have people like all in New York and Times Square just going like three, 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 <laughs> three, like in the countdown. And um, which is all for like hilarious reasons. But the beautiful thing about it is that is that Jamie shows up on the roof and it's played out that like he held New Year's Eve until she got to him. Uh, right. And that's sort of like the beautiful thing that that show did all the time. Uh, uh, you know, so that's a great one. I love that one. I spoiled the hell out of it, but it's still good. Watch it. <laughs> <laughs> so the one I got that covers this topic is Rugrats Hanukkah from 1996. <laughs> In this one, Tommy and the Rugrats gang want to learn the true meaning of Hanukkah. And while they're being told the Hanukkah story by Grandpa Boris's friend uh, Shlomo, they imagine themselves to be the Maccabees in the story of the Maccabees. This one's notable because I think it is the first children's show to ever uh, feature an episode on Hanukkah in 1996. And it, so like, it was pretty notable at the time. Like I watched Rugrats just because I've always been into animation. So I always, you know, would watch whatever was out there. But like Rugrats was a fun show and like kind of like to push boundaries sometimes. And this one, like I remember because I actually learned like a fair amount about Hanukkah from it, (laughs) despite the (laughs) fact that I wasn't young at the time. Like I wasn't very young when this came out. Like I certainly was not young in 1996, but and had known about Hanukkah my whole life. But, you know, it was it was interesting to see it uh, told in the way that we're so used to the Christmas story being told and conveyed throughout the years to, to present it in, in easily understandable, easily understandable information. And it's representative to, to kids in the audience that weren't being represented in media at that time or before that time. So it's like, it's kind of a groundbreaking episode and it's a lot of fun to watch, especially if you like Rugrats at all. But yeah, yeah that's, that's cool. Taught me about Hanukkah. <laughs> 1996 sounds like, Wow, so long ago and right. early to do something like this and so late at yeah. the same time. It's so funny, right. you know? Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, I mean, Holly, like TV had been around 50 years. Yeah. <laughs> so that's the one I got. So that covers our entire second wave of uh, our favorite holiday Christmas uh, specials and episodes. Let us know if there's any that we missed of your favorites. 
Let us know what you think about any of the ones we picked. You can check out all of our past episodes at our website, letmeknowhowitis.com, as well as anywhere you find podcasts. Just please, if you enjoy the show and feel so inclined, give us a like or follow and leave a review. It really helps us out. Finally, if you would like to suggest a topic, send it our way by email at info at letmeknowhowitis.com. You can also reach out to us on social media, wherever you find us. We'd love to hear from you. And as always, thanks for listening. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. <laughs>